All right, so I want to talk some uh, Wisconsin basketball. We'll get back to Packers coming up here. Comments from Aaron Rodgers, comments from Matt LaFleur. All right, so boys, let's start with the first game of the season. Uh, was that Wednesday night? Wisconsin versus Eastern Illinois. Wisconsin wins 77 to 67. Um, the they put the freshman in at the end, and then the you know Eastern Illinois kind of came back, but it was never in doubt. What you guys see in this game besides you know Nate Reavers getting it done? Nate Reavers. I mean, Rowdy, I mean, they were up by what? It how was much? The first game. Yeah, they were up by how much at one point? Twenty eight. I think at yeah. the at the most they were up by twenty eight or so. But Tw- I mean, twenty seven. Wisconsin, Wisconsin completely dominated the game. Obviously, towards the end, they got a little relaxed, and I thought that was the that was the the most disheartening part about the game was the fact that they got a little relaxed, but they got a little sloppy, and mm-hmm. by sloppy it was. They were going for blocks all the time. They were trying, you know, to go in for steals. And and they weren't just playing straight up good, tough defense, but they were trying to be they were trying to just straight up go for blocks and steals and yeah. pad stats. And it allowed Eastern Illinois to kind of claw back into it. And obviously they finished the game losing by ten. But it didn't look like a ton of great effort in the second half. No. But they were handedly winning, so it, it kind of is what it is. You got to see a lot of different players play. And between both games, I kind of like that from Greg Gard. Same. Is they played a lot of different players in both of the games. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that too. On the second half, you know, the, the not so good against Eastern Illinois. I mean, Badgers build a 27-point lead. And then they, combination issues, shooting 23.5% from the floor after the break. And then, you know, allowing Eastern Illinois to put up 47. Consistency was a little tough. But again, it was the... It was the first game of the season, and also you're up 27 points. Uh, Nate Reavers looking pretty good. Everyone looked pretty good. Um, what was it? Uh, was it Johnny Davis looking pretty good out there as well? There was. Yeah, Ben Carlson's looked good in both. Yeah, Carlson definitely the first two games too. And then in the second game of the season, you got Arkansas Pine Bluff, and that was a tune-up, 92 to 58. Wisconsin, Wisconsin scored the first 25 points. It was 25 to nothing, and they never looked back. Obviously, <laughs> I mean it's, it's Arkansas Pine Bluff. So the game, the game. Closed at minus 34 for the Badgers. They were favored by 34 points. Yeah. They were up 25 to nothing to start the game. They still didn't uh, still get didn't the cover. cover. Still didn't they cover. pushed. Yeah. And again, they had a questionable second half. Um, you know, I know you're up huge, but Wisconsin again takes his foot off the gas pedal. Badgers scored 39 points and then also gave up 39. Um, the defense kind of a little shaky, and they just kind of just went lackadaisy again. So I'm not exactly sure which team is better between Arkansas Pine Bluff and <laughs> Eastern Illinois. I think Eastern Illinois. I is. think Eastern Illinois. But I thought the Badgers looked a lot better against Pine Bluff, and I'm excited for the freshman class. I thought the freshmen overall in both the games looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen a lot of them, which yeah. is nice. And, and obviously, you still have the the senior laden upperclassmen that are playing most of the minutes. But when they brought in the freshmen, I actually really liked what I saw from those freshmen. You had Johnny Davis, who looked like he had an extra gear on offense. The Ooh, defense is apparently going by Jonathan now. Yeah, the defense there was more to be desired, but still yeah. the offense was there. And then Ben Carlson was really good. Yeah, Carlson's thought, yeah. crushing. It. He was probably the best freshman. And when I looked at him. He kind of reminded me of of Tyler Wall last year as a freshman mm-hmm. defensively. You yeah. know how they could use him in those rotations once we got to Big Ten play? Yep. They used Tyler Wall, and he was a pretty solid defender. Mm-hmm. I think Ben Carlson's going to be that and more offensively for this team when it comes to Big Ten play because he, he was contributing already. I know he had just, what, three points, I think it was, against Pine Bluff, but he had – was it 13, 13. against yeah. Eastern Illinois when yep. he had more opportunities yep. to shoot the basketball? And I liked what I saw. I think he'll he'll give them more than what Tyler Wall did defensively last year. No this doubt. Season. Was he the, wasn't he the finalist, uh, a finalist for uh, Mr. Basketball in Minnesota? Yeah, I do believe yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, you get it's, those- it's still amazing what you're pulling out of the, the state of Minnesota for this basketball program. No doubt. I think that seven-foot uh, kid – is also from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is. Um, so, so, but yeah, it, it's it. You wish Lauren Bowman would still be here. Not sure what's going on with his family. He's and back what in that Michigan now, right? Was, yeah. But uh, from what we've seen, yeah, this is a good freshman class. Yeah, you look at it, and 
Johnny Davis looks like he'll be at least able to score off the bench for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked really good in the first game. And then Ben Carlson, he looks like he can also score, but I think he'll also bring a little bit of rebounding because he's got some size. Yeah, a little skinnier, but kind of like a looked almost more yeah, wiry, like a, strong. Yeah. Like Tyler but, Wall last year, you're talking about. But at the same time, Kroll for being a, a seven footer who's come in and what do we know about Wisconsin bigs? Most of the time when you see them when they're young, yeah, they look like baby giraffes <laughs> out there. <laughs> yep. He he didn't do anything crazy, but just watching him play, he didn't he he looked like he fit out there. He yeah. didn't look like a quote unquote baby giraffe. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think that that Crowl could play some decent minutes for the Badgers in Big 10 play when they get there. If someone got in foul trouble, I think I think he'll at least be serviceable. He, he yeah. looked like he was in the game. Well, it's nice for the Badgers. I mean, you got all those seniors, obviously, for your starting your starters, and then you look at what they have on the bench, and they're deep. You see a lot of promise on the bench, which yep. is which is really nice to see. But yeah, Badgers get it done. They'll be back in action tomorrow when they host the UW Green Bay Phoenix. Speaking of Minnesota, things out of Minnesota. Minnesota beat the Phoenix ninety nine to sixty nine. Last Wednesday. Oh, and did you see this? So I, lo- I love the stat here. Virginia on Friday lost to San Francisco. Yes. 61 to 60. With that loss for Virginia, Wisconsin now has the longest winning streak among Power 5 teams in the country Woo. at 10 games. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Greg Gard, the silent assassin. Oh, we didn't have Wisconsin football on Saturday because of freaking Minnesota and the Rona. Boo. 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 Even though apparently they have 40 people now in COVID protocol. Boo. Boo. They might be done for the rest of the year. PJ Fleck, go get out of here, you bum, you turd. And how about this? Does this just kick you in the goodies, too? Is this a, I mean, it's not the nut kick continuum, but it uh, kind of hurts a little bit. As Michigan State beats Northwestern 29 to 20. And we all thought, oh, Badgers. Uh, Badgers aren't going to be in contention for the Big Ten champion or title game anymore uh, because they lost to Northwestern. Northwestern's just going to win out because they got Michigan State, Minnesota, then Illinois. Well, I'm guessing they're not going to have well, they lost a to game Michigan this State. weekend. Yeah, and then Ohio State, Illinois gets canceled as well. Yeah, but I mean you're already down to five games for Wisconsin, so yeah, they're just over. You need, the you dreams need, over. You need more games to be canceled. Um, and boy. that's that, and that's not you know well, us and, having a black heart. That's just Wisconsin. We yeah. I was wanting Wisconsin the Big Ten title game. And watching, I'd I went golfing on Saturday. It was amazing out. Um, so I missed the first half of the the Michigan State Northwestern game. Yeah, but from what I did watch, if those refs were refing the game in Evanston. Wisconsin would have won that game seven to nothing. Mm-mm-mm. Like seven, <laughs> a real barn burner. Yeah, yeah. They allowed anything and everything of to to those Michigan State DBs. I mean, yeah. And then you have Caesar Williams out there just catching a ball, intercepting a ball. Yeah. And then they said it was uh, he didn't make a a foot. What was it again? Didn't make a football a play little, on the ball. Stop it. Then how did he um, catch the ball, yeah. sir? But yeah, Northwestern. That, that was what was upsetting there. Watching that game. And seeing how physical um, the refs were allowing Michigan State on defense to be, yeah. Um, and well, another big difference was you had Peyton Ramsey turning the football over too. Yeah, they didn't turn the ball over whatsoever against the Badgers. Well, I mean, they and did. then it got called back. And then Graham Mertz <laughs> was throwing a lot of picks. Right. So I mean, the the turnover difference was huge. And to your point, there was a lot of more. We'll say evenly called yeah. penalties but, in that game. But what I'm still of the belief, even with those five turnovers, without the penalties, yeah, Badgers win. They they scored on two turnovers. Yeah, out of the five. Yeah, that first touchdown was aided by two bogus pass interference calls. Bogus. So and a catch with a, a capital B and, and a catch that was a foot out of bounds. How they called that a catch? I still oh, right. I'm getting upset Wisconsin about it thinking about it. Would have beat Northwestern seven to zero had the same style of play been allowed that Northwestern played against mm-mm, Michigan State. Mm-mm, mm-mm, um, mm-mm, mm-mm, that was the most upsetting thing. And yeah, you can keep coming back to those turnovers, but they only scored on two of them, 
and it like, well, it's it. Michigan State, yeah. beats Northwestern. Obviously, they had a different you know refereeing crew for that game. Michigan State beats Northwestern. Uh, Indiana loses Penix Jr. You get hurt, right? He did get hurt. I'm he not, did. I'm, I haven't heard if he's out. Out. I though. haven't heard an update either. But yeah, he didn't play the rest of the game. It was a uh, Tuttle. Yeah. yeah, as Indiana beats Maryland, but Tuttle as their quarterback, twenty-seven to eleven. Now on the docket for this Saturday, we have ourselves Wisconsin hosting Indiana. Mm-hmm. Indiana may or may not be without Penix Jr., their quarterback. More will be revealed there. This is a game I'm very intrigued, obviously because I'm a little starved for Badger football since they canceled against, uh, or since Minnesota canceled against the Badgers, and. Is there even a point anymore? Now you have what um, Rashad Wild Goose declaring for the NFL draft. He's not going to be. He's done. Yeah, but I'm thinking his season might have been done anyway. You think so? Because I think I, I think that shoulder injury. Yeah. Um, would have kept him out at least until, you know, another week. Yeah. Or so. So I, I'm guessing that decision was made because he wasn't going to be playing. Yeah. Anymore. If he's if he's out for the season with that injury. Because he did hurt his shoulder in the Northwestern game, I'm fine with it. But if he, if he's like thinking about playing yeah. again this year, and he came out and said that, or was able to play able again to play. this yeah. year, I would look down on that a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, maybe you could look at more like a what was it? Was it Joey or Nick Bosa who tore their ab muscle? I can't remember. I th- I think it was Nick. Yeah, but. You know what? And Sounds right. That was a, a surgery that would have had him back and playing in two weeks, and he, he said, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so I, I'm not sure what, like I said, not sure what's going on I, with Wild Goose. I understand for people like Christian McCaffrey or like a Trevor Lawrence or some of those guys that were going to go yeah. in the top ten to sit out and not play. But this is like a third, fourth round pick. Exactly. And that's yeah. why I'm guessing it's due to the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and or is this? Or as you look at the season, does it, does the season even matter? Sure, it does. You got Indiana. You're still getting ready to go to a bowl game, no matter what. I mean, whatever your record is, you get to go to a bowl game, and you're making money. I'm curious so, to see what bowl game they go to, but yeah, I guess I actually bet it would be a pretty decent one, just because it's I'd, Wisconsin yeah, and they draw. I'd say Outback or Capital One. Oh yeah, baby, line them up again. Let's go. And you know what? If you finish here two and zero, and win your championship week game i mean there's no championship week should be rescheduled for minnesota yeah but but so whoever you play like you have three games left yep if you win all three of those who's to say you don't get put in new year's six bowl well now joe Klatt's out there saying he wants to change the big 10 rules well he was already saying that before yeah. the he said the that before the out. season started because like nope. any sane human being yeah no, yeah exactly no one made a big stink about it when wisconsin had to cancel Against Minnesota, I guess, because they lost to the Northwestern. But Joe now Klatt that did. But now that Ohio State had to cancel against Illinois, now it's national news. Yeah. Harbaugh no. puts the stake into Ohio State's heart for the first time and cancels the game <laughs> due to COVID. Oh, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, that's the that's the ultimate twenty twenty. No, that's the ultimate it's his Michigan first win. Move. Yeah. It's yeah. his first win against that's Ohio the State. Ultimate Michigan move. Oh yeah, totally. Cancel that game and really stick it to Ohio State. He would and totally he would totally take it as a W too. We didn't, Penn State, allow, we didn't allow the whole you school in. would. And Penn State beat Michigan. They finally got the first yeah, win. Got, I was watching that got game. Got that first dub. Wow. Hey, that was Urban Meyer's second best team in the Big 10. Yeah. He, he mentioned that going into week 1 against Indiana Ooh, when he Penn said State? Yeah, he said they would win by two touchdowns because they were the second best team in the Big 10 and then following that up when they played I believe it was the next game, it was at Ohio State or someone else. He goes, yeah. and I'm taking Penn State to win this game because they're the second best team, even though they lost last week. There's, yeah, they're, yeah. Then add four more in a row, and they're 0-5, and, and then now they finally beat Michigan. Quite possibly my favorite polka song of all time right here. How many times, Bears fans? Fusta, tough. Facts. Yep. Mitchell Trubisky. Yep. The Bears still suck. Everybody now. The Bears still suck. What a... What an ass whooping. 
Packers tune up the Chicago Bears 41 to 25 with Aaron Rodgers' performance yesterday. He had himself four tutties, all the different receivers. Posted a quarterback rating of 132.3. That's 10. 10 now of at least 100 this year for our guy, Aaron Rodgers. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I see uh, the staff floating around out there now. With Aaron Rodgers joining Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson yesterday, Aaron Rodgers 33, Patrick Mahomes 30, Russell Wilson 30. The 22 season is the first in NFL history to have three players with 30 pass touchdowns through week 12. And Aaron Rodgers has 33, Patrick Mahomes 30, and Russell Wilson 30. How about that? The first time in NFL history to have three players with 30 pass touchdowns through week 12. And Rowdy, you were looking at the MVP odds, and it was what? It went Patrick Mahomes is the favorite, minus 400. Aaron Rodgers, second place at plus 600. Russell Wilson, third place at plus 750. Then there's a huge gap, and it goes Big Ben, Derrick Henry, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill, Elvin Kamara. Wow. So there you go. Those uh, Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes getting after it. You got uh, Russ, you know, biting and nipping at their heels. But in the first time in NFL history, three players with uh, 30 or more pass tutties through week 12, and Aaron Rodgers put on a display yesterday. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre first owned the Chicago Bears, and now Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears. Updated numbers, I saw this uh, for Rodgers. Rodgers has two interceptions in his last 391 pass attempts versus the Bears, dating back to 2014. That's a .51% interception rate. Did you catch the one little... uh... Hang on. Let me just finish this. Rodgers, two interceptions and 391 pass attempts versus the Bears. The Bears quarterbacks have 17 interceptions on 316 pass attempts versus the Packers in that same time span. <laughs> All right, Roddy, what are you going to say? That little nugget that they had, it was like a little video, and it was like Aaron Rodgers throwing a touchdown, and they said, I think if I remember correctly, it was either going to or coming back from a break, and they're like, it's the best year Aaron Rodgers has had in quite some time. It's been many years since he's looked this good. Yeah, I kind of chuckled because I'm like, Aaron Rodgers was like damn near MVP form in 2016-17 season. Yeah. It's really not that long ago, and he had a decent year last year. Yes. He really only had two bad seasons. And when we say bad, Aaron Rodgers bad. They yes. were still top 12 in the NFL both years. It is um isn't it insane to just how but they, they, they try it, to give it a bad stat on Rodgers. It's like, well, that's not really They the made case. it sound like he was having his you know, his best season in many, many years. Yeah. I mean, really, last year he was decent, and the two years before that he had quote-unquote bad years, but they were still top 12 quarterback years. And then you go right back to 2016-17 season and earlier where he was basically the best quarterback in the NFL. Yes. It's uh, it's funny when they try to dig on Rodgers or just give him some kind of stat where it's like he's human. It's You look at it like, well – any other quarterback across the league would kill I just, for that. I just thought it was funny because just the tone and how they said it. I don't remember the, exactly what they said. Was It just made me feel like along the lines are like Aaron Rodgers is just having this magical season out of nowhere after yeah. he hasn't played well in like five seasons. Yeah, I have comments from Rodgers coming up here. We'll get to in a couple of minutes. I just want to go through a couple stats real quick. Rodgers, you know, he throws to Devontae Adams for that first touchdown. That's Devontae Adams' 500th catch. It's a touchdown. Looks incredible. Aaron Rodgers uh, becomes the 11th quarterback uh, to surpass 50,000 yards. Uh, Aaron Rodgers also just out there looking absolutely incredible. In fact, when the Bears, or I'm sorry, when the Packers beat the Bears last night, the Packers now in the all-time series record get the 100th victory. So that was the 100th victory, and Rodgers is responsible for 20 of them out of the 100 all-time matchup. Pretty incredible, man, of what Aaron Rodgers is able to do in this new offense with Matt LaFleur. Before we get into comments from Rodgers, though, there is an update on Corey Lindsley, the center, who went down with injury and then did not return. It is now believed that Corey Lindsley has an MCL sprain. So an MRI today will tell more of the story for him, uh, but LaFleur said post-game that the initial indications are for Lindsley that it's not a season-ender. 
um, which fits with an MCL early diagnosis, so it's just a sprain, but they will have an MRI today. Man, Elton Jenkins, when they flashed that stat of him playing everywhere on the on the line, that was pretty cool to see how good that guy's been. Or how about John Runyon coming in, obviously, and in, in playing in place of Elton Jenkins once they moved him to center? Yeah. Looked pretty good again. Yep, he definitely did. And I, I think right now, if you look at that draft class, John Runyon's probably played overall for the the times he's gotten in, the best. Yeah, no Probably doubt about the it. Best pick that uh, Gutekunst had from that draft. Yeah, is but um how many more injuries can this offensive Jesus. line sustain? I know they've had a lot, haven't they? Maybe one more. Maybe one more. It's. I mean, they keep finding ways, but yeah, they eventually keep, they keep piecing it together. Eventually, you're like, geez, this dam's got to break here pretty soon. But yeah, the injuries rearing their ugly head for the Packers, but they keep winning. Aaron Rodgers was not. Touched once last night. And the Bears have a very good defense. I, I know watching the game last night, you could have said, are you sure about that? Bears have a good defense, but my God, the Packers just had their way with the Chicago Bears. Did the Bears just come in looking like, I don't know, like they were already defeated, like they knew they were going to get tuned up, like they knew they were going to lose, like you were saying when Mitchell Trubisky was giving his pregame pump-up speech. Yeah, the guy in the background that just looked, literally was just glazed over like all right let's get this game on why am i here dude and why is mitch trubisky our starting quarterback and uh no akeem nicks obviously or hicks helps but um the packers just dominated the chicago bears aaron Rodgers dominated the chicago bears it was it was just a nonstop domination all right so aaron Rodgers. speaking of the uh the win and Rodgers being accounted for 20 of them is now the Packers have 100 victories all time for the Chicago Bears. Rodgers talks on that. Yeah, it means a lot. I mean, that's 20% of the wins, which pretty special. It's been a great rivalry. I've been, you know, obviously a fan of the game since as long as I can remember. Um, a lot of my favorite childhood memories are tied to watching football on TV. Um, so it's special to be a part of this rivalry. There's a few rivalries like this in, in all the sports, um, you know, one or two in just about every league. And this is one of the premier ones. God, it wasn't. I mean, I know all time NFL's oldest history, oldest rival, you know, Bears, Packers, but my God, did it seem like a rivalry last night, Rowdy? It seemed like it. I felt like that was like what the Packers should have done to the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> just tuned them up and just, just dominated them. Uh, Rodgers also talks on becoming the 11th NFL quarterback to surpass 50,000 yards. You know, I remember Farby talking about, you know, some of the milestones uh, like this means you've been around a long time, played a lot of games, but there's also the consistency aspect to that, you know, being able to stay healthy for, you know, decent amount of my career, minus a couple of collarbones. Uh, and then being efficient uh, for so long. There's a lot that goes into 50,000 yards. Um, I'm proud of it. It's, it's more of a longevity record. But he's, did he call Brett Favre Farvey? Farvey? I've you never know, I remember Farvey talk. I've never heard I've never heard anyone say that. You know, I remember Farvey talking about it. Did he say Farvey? Br- you know, I remember Farvey talking about it. Oof, that's tough. Maybe he's trying to get back at Brett Favre. Um, well, I know Rogers called him Grandpa his rookie year, and that pissed Favre off. Now he's calling him Farvey. Interesting. All right, so Packers moved to 8-3 and three in the season. Rodgers gives all the credit, though, to Matt LaFleur. I just feel like he's settled into his role as, as head coach. Him and I have been really on the same page all season. There's this uh, just a beautiful trust that I think is uh, has blossomed even more this year between him and I. And I think that's an important part of us being successful is, is the QB and the coach calling and being on the same page. And, you know, obviously we've had a number of guys uh, give more of themselves. Isn't it nice when uh, the star quarterback gets along with his head coach, Rowdy? And you see an updated philosophy in offense and a new scheme. Yeah, I think in I think in your boy Big Mike was it was just growing long in the tooth. Well, no doubt about that. Both his relationship with Rodgers and and Ted Thompson, potentially his NFL scheme because it is just not seeming to work very well in the Big D these days. Well, and not it much is, is working that well in the Big D. And it is refreshing to see Aaron Rodgers look and feel good and being excited because yeah. the ad you can definitely say the last two years the attitude the Di- facial oh, expressions completely different flipped 180 no doubt yeah no doubt Rodgers if I mean everyone's bought into the system and you know they were talking about it again over the broadcast no you know no preseason games they had all the COVID where they had to do everything virtually and Rodgers and you know Tariq was talking about it and Tony Dungy about how Rodgers dove in to that playbook over the offseason and really deciphered and learned and 
and you know went in to see why they did the things that they did. And it, man, my God, does it show because that offense looks good. Um, I just saw the stat thrown up from our guy Rob Reichel. Uh, Packers went from 1973 to 1994 without winning the NFC North. 1973 to 1994 without winning the NFC North. Now they're about to win their 14th division title since 1995. Absolutely incredible. Wow. Uh, here's more from Rodgers on LaFleur for the success of the offense. I just feel like he's settled into his role as, as head coach. Him and I have been really on the same page uh, all season. There's this uh, just a beautiful trust that I think is uh, has blossomed uh, even more this year uh, between him and I. And I think that's an important part of us being successful is, is the QB and the coach calling and being on the same page. Yeah, shocking how that works. No doubt about it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, though, talking about the protection, because we were talking about that line, right? Like Elton Jenkins moving around everywhere. Yeah, John Runyon coming in. Corey Lindsley's got the sprained MCL, so we're not going to see Lindsley for a while. And, Rowdy, you said it, right? The Bears never even touched Aaron Rodgers. Here's, yeah, and no sacks, and they kept him pretty clean. I don't even know if he got hit once. Yeah, here's Rodgers on the protection. Ten of the 11 games, zero or one sack uh, for a soon-to-be 37-year-old. I mean, that's my dream. I mean, that's that's an amazing feeling to go home and uh, not be feeling like an almost 37-year-old. Yeah, I've been feeling really, really good all season, so I appreciate those boys up front. Yeah. Do you think he his heart skipped just one beat when he was uh, running it on that play and and Khalil Mack was chasing him down, and then uh, Roquan Smith was right in his face too. I, obviously, he he did a pretty decent job. Almost picked up the first down. I know he was hustling, and for the most part, avoided both defenders where they didn't really put on any any good solid contact. But I think uh, when you have Khalil Mack chasing you from behind and Roquan Smith in your face, I think yeah. every Packers fan heart stopped just, just for a, a little second. bit. I know, I kept thinking of, you know, because I feel like they left Rodgers in for a very long time when the game was, you know, without a doubt going to the Packers and a victory. I know a lot of people were crying on Twitter, like, where's Tim Boyle? Why is Tim Boyle not in? Where's Tim Boyle? Why are you playing Aaron Rodgers? Hey, they saved Tim Boyle for the exact perfect moment, the last few seconds when the Bears' defense was actually wanting to get physical. Yeah, they got mad because, what, Boyle was kneeling the ball at the line of scrimmage? Or yeah, because you didn't want to lose the – it's all about the statistics. Got to pad the stats, boys. He doesn't want to come in just for a couple kneel downs and have minus yards rushing. Come right. on. Um, how about the running game? Aaron Jones looked like himself. I know he never got – Pay dirt, but man, 17 carries, 90 yards. Jamal Williams was running pretty efficiently as well. I mean, he had 17 carries as well, 73 yards and a tutty. It was nice to see. You know, Aaron Rodgers getting some uh, yardage under his uh, with his legs right there. Rodgers talks on the running game. I thought Aaron ran excellent. Jamal was great. Um, both those guys, uh, I think, combined for over 160 yards. That's a credit to them, a credit to the offensive line. I thought uh, Steno had a really good plan this week. In the run game, I thought Matt was dialing him up and, and going back to calls, you know, an expert level way that Matt called it tonight. And then obviously we executed uh, the way we needed to. Everything was there. Is there a negative about the Packers? I know people can say, well, the pre-vet defense and allowing them, you know, the 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 Bears to score 15 points in the fourth quarter, but that's it's it's pre-vet defense. Was there any negative, Rowdy? Really? I think the only the only negative was what you just said. It was the pre-vet defense letting Chicago basically get two cheap free touchdowns. Other than that, nothing. It was a pretty solid game. And saying that with the bad pre-vet defense, obviously giving up the two touchdowns. It is what it is at this point. Yeah. Who cares when you're up 41 to like yeah, the, 10? The only reason I cared because I had the Green Bay Packers defense started for fantasy. Like, that's literally the only reason why I was like getting mad about the prevent defense. But at the end of the day, it's I don't think no, you, no one gives a crap. I don't think you could be upset no with cares. anything else. You ran the football for 182 yards. Both Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams looked good. Aaron Rodgers obviously looked good. He threw for. I mean, the yardage wasn't there, but he didn't need the No, yards. he didn't. He was efficient. He, was he threw four touchdowns. The defense had multiple takeaways. Yeah, they we're going to talk good. about the defense coming they, up here. They got pressure on the quarterback. They got pressure on Trubisky. I mean. What more do you want? Th- okay, the worst part about uh, last night, if you're not going to count the garbage time touchdowns by the Bears and the prevent defense, it's got to be Mason Crosby missing an extra yeah, point. Yeah, the extra point. What the hell was that all about? Like, Money Mason. What the, what Everything the else for the Packers looked extremely good. Preston Smith for the Green Bay Packers has not had himself the greatest of seasons, right? Well, when you start Rashawn Gary over him, 
against the Chicago Bears. Apparently, it really inspires Preston Smith to finally play like we saw last year. Dude, how about the game of Preston Smith yesterday, Rowdy? Rashawn Gary gets the nod, and Preston Smith's like, not so fast, my friend. I got to remind everyone why I get paid more money than you. Pretty good the game for Preston Smith, don't you think? Yeah, had three tackles, a sack, tackle for loss. A touchdown? And... He was the other thing was he was getting pressure on the quarterback. Yep. He was getting in the quarterback's face. Yeah, it looked good from Preston Smith. Um it was nice to see. It was, was definitely a role reversal though because Preston Smith was in the quarterback's face playing pretty well. Obviously he had the he had the touchdown. Yeah, it was, nice. it was nice. Gary was nowhere to be seen. Gary had some good plays. Uh he what he helped force he was in Trubisky's face a few times. I think he helped force that fumble. Um no, that was Zadarius Smith. Was oh yeah, Zadarius. Okay, I know. Which, if I was a Bears fan, I would be so upset with that face. Mask. Oh yeah, he, he had two face masks. Zadarius got, got him, and then Kenny Clark got him. <laughs> like that was, of course, right. Like uh-huh. if you're a Bears fan, you're like insult injury. We have Mitch Trubisky. He gets sacked, fumbles the football. But man, that was two face masks on the same play. The same play. And not only does he fumble the football, but the Packers recover and take it to the yeah. house. And we don't even get one of the face mask calls. Zadarius Smith initially is just chugging on his face mask, and then Kenny Clark comes in to just chug on it a little more. And then he yeah, had the ball squirts out. Thank you, Mitchell Trubisky. And Preston Smith goes and takes it into pay dirt. And then he had Darnell Savage looking pretty damn good too. All right, well, was, okay, okay. Was Darnell, Darnell Savage, Savage looking good, good or was Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky just, bad? just throwing it to him? Well, Darnell Savage still's got to catch the ball. Well, I think the one I think he could have called like for a fair catch. <laughs> I think the second one was the better of the interceptions, yes, wasn't it? When he, yeah. was, when he was like laying out for it. The first one was wasn't it in the end zone where it was literally like he could have went. Yeah, well, I'll take that. Thank you. Thank you, Mitch. And then Kevin King actually looked kind of good too. Um, he had some. A couple handful of plays, but my God, we saw. Did Kevin King try to punch Darnell Mooney? Like I thought, I saw King cock no, back and try to punch him. He definitely him. wound up. I don't think he was trying to punch Mooney. I think he was trying to punch at the football because if you remember during that play, the other Packer had the guy kind of uh, stood like, up. Yeah, you stopped and I think him. he just kind of tried to come in. But yeah, it looked like a quite violent <laughs> wind up, didn't it? I saw some whining, of course, from Bears fans on Twitter. One guy's like. Kevin King punches Darnell Mooney as another player holds him. No calls. Mitch Trubisky gets face masked twice as he fumbled the ball for a touchdown. No calls. There's nothing with the Kevin King. It was literally just him trying to punch at the football. And then he goes, Charles. But I will say this. The Mitch Trubisky face mask was bad. Yeah, there's two of them. Well, that's okay. We'll take it. And then he says, Charles Leno got bull rushed and they call it a hold. Uh I think it was a hold, and Leno just kind of stinks. That guy was getting pushed over all game, dude. I I saw that was Rashawn Gary bull rushed the hell out of Leno in one play. I saw that. That was he he knocked him on his ass real quick. All right, so comments here. Uh, Matt Lafleur talks about the big nights from Preston Smith and Darnell Savage. I thought it was it was huge for us. Obviously, Preston had the sack. He had the fumble recovery for a touchdown, which were critical, but I thought he did a nice job of putting pressure on the quarterback. And then also Savage, you know, he had a great week of practice, got a pick or two in practice, uh, and it translated over to the game. Yeah, it did. Uh, Preston Smith looking good. That's why That's why I have the question here on uh, Twitter, and I want you to call in too. I mean, in, in five words, describe this win for the Packers over the Bears. I'm going to have a hard time, like, figure, like, are the Bears just that bad? Are the Packers just that good? Okay. Both. Can we take any of these NFL head coaches for anything they say when it comes to practice, being a good practice versus a bad practice? Because I believe it was so annoying. Matt Nagy that came out and said, oh, we're expecting a lot from Mitch. Uh, he had a great week of practice. Yeah, well, he sucked in the game. Yeah, it was like the Packers when they before they lost to the Colts. We had one of the best practices we've ever had uh, we, uh, the week leading up to it, and we just didn't execute on the field. But then they got a win over the Jags. It's like, that was the worst practice we ever had that week leading up to it, but it still got a win. Yeah, I don't believe a single word they say out of that stuff. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch, we had, Mitch had a great week of practice. Yeah, well, he looked terrible in this game until the fourth quarter when the Packers just let him move the football down because they were playing prevent defense. Now, what's what do you think of like a good week of practice, a great week of practice is for Mitch Trubisky? He he like was able to tie his shoes without tripping. I think that might be a good week of practice for Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, here's what Lafleur is looking for on defense. Uh, more comments from the head coach. Yeah, I think it's just putting together a complete game. 
um, you know, certainly when you have a team down 41-10, you'd like to shut the door on them. And I know they, they had two fourth quarter scores. And I know that's sometimes a byproduct of just trying not to give up the quick score, make a team dink and dunk all the way down the field. Um, I don't know. It's I don't I don't really have much complaints, I guess, about the prevent defense at the end and, you know, the Bears able to find 15 points. It was – I saw – there's a lot of people, per usual, freaking out online about, I can't stand this defense. They stink. They're so soft. How, how I can't believe they're letting the Bears score. Who cares? Did you ever think the game was out of See, question? When they're up 41-10 to 10, going into that fourth quarter, you're up by 31 points. Obviously, that's five possessions. Yeah. I understand the prevent defense. I don't personally like it. Now I would have felt a little bit different if it would have been say 17 points. Sure. Yeah, 14 points yeah. and they started playing prevent defense like that because the game was still you know a couple good drives away from being a very competitive game. Well, it was 31. <sighs> they were up by 31. Yeah, I mean like I never had any any you know, scenario in my mind where like, oh my God, the Bears are going to come back and beat the Packers. It's not happening. By the way, Mitch Trubisky's playing quarterback. And uh, Mike Patton, if you're listening, here's the one time you get a pass. <laughs> Even then, I still think you should be sending your walking papers. But yes, you do get your pass. I mean, Bears look good, or the Bears did not look good. The Packers look good on you know most aspects. So the only complaint we have, right, was Mason Crosby missing his extra point. The first, of the first touchdown of the game. Yeah, the prevent defense in the fourth quarter and Mason Crosby's missed extra point. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're. You have to nitpick. Yeah, you do. It was a nice win for the Packers. God, the Bears have lost five in a row. They are just terrible. Uh, here's more from Le Fleur. Uh, you know, they're always searching for more. You're only as good as your last performance. And so we've got to continue to get better and find ways to get better. Otherwise, uh, you guys are going to say we stink. So it's week to week in this league. And we've got to continue to dig and make sure that we're doing everything in our power to get better and better and better. And that's that's every coach. That's every player within our organization. Now, we were looking ahead of the schedule. Schedule's very easy for the Green Bay Packers. Right, Rowdy? I mean, I don't. there's maybe one loss theoretically, on the schedule, and that would be December 27th when the Packers host the Tennessee Titans. Other yeah, than that... I just I just don't see it. Other than that, it's the Eagles on Sunday, the Lions, the, the Panthers, NF- the have, Titans, and the Bears again. You have the Eagles next week. It's the NFC East. The only teams... They're terrible. The only teams... Go they, football team. Yeah, the only teams the NF- NFL East teams can beat are other NFL <laughs> East teams, <laughs> and then you sprinkle in teams like the Jets, and you sprinkle in teams like Cincinnati. That's about it. Yeah, the Not NFC East is about hilarious. The Eagles whatsoever. Lions, Not worried about the Lions. If Matt Patricia's fired. Lions will find a way. Actually, that's a good thing. I think for the Lions. I think it. I think it's a good week next week against the Bears. Gives the players a little energy. Like yes, this dopes out of the room. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in two weeks, are you going to feel that way? I mean, you're still a team that's not really in the playoff hunt. You're nothing. You're still the Lions. You'll still figure out a way to lose. Carolina, maybe if Christian McCaffrey gets back, that might be a little bit of a tougher game. You'd still expect the Packers to roll. Yeah, Vikings beat them. The Panthers yesterday. That was a pretty wild game at the end. But then the Titans are the one. That, that's the Achilles heel of the Packers, right? A nasty defense and a strong running back. I wouldn't say the Titans have a nasty defense, but they have a smart head coach. Ryan Tannehill's been playing phenomenally this year, and like you said, I mean, Derrick Henry's Henry a monster. Is going to run it down their throats, and then you got the Bears at the end, um, which January third, which at that point will probably be uh, Tyler Bray, yeah, in in the fetal <laughs> position on the ground, saying, "Please get this season over, please, just end it, just end it, please." Uh, here's more from Lafleur uh, when it comes to um, having a good plan. Takes more than that to win in the NFL, though, he says. Again, all the credit goes to our players for their ability to be able to go out there and make those plays come to life. That's all on them. And we're fortunate that we have a lot of great players here that are able to do that. And it's a credit to them because a lot of weeks we'll carry you know similar concepts, but we'll try to dress them up in different ways. And their ability to just go out there and execute the game plan. And Rowdy, when it comes to the Packers, here's more comments from Rogers talking about you know their eight and three record. 
I just feel like he's settled into his role as, as head coach. Him and I have been really on the same page all season. There's this uh, just a beautiful trust that I think is uh, has blossomed even more this year between him and I. And I think that's an important part of us being successful is, is the QB and the coach calling and being on the same page. And, you know, obviously we've had a number of guys uh, give more of themselves. And then finally, when it comes to Rodgers, Rodgers talks about um... – you know, the big win they had, there's still plenty in front of them when it comes to, um, you know, home field advantage, the playoffs, hopefully the Super Bowl. Yeah, like where we're at. You know, I think um, we've had, uh, obviously, last week was a tough one and uh, losing overtime to a good football team, but to bounce back against a division rival in a game that could really put us in the driver's seat, you know, we uh, we played the way we need to play. And I said before the game, I, I believe it. You know, if you want to be a great team, these are the kind of games you got to win. This man right here, undefeated in everything, especially when it covers uh, Wisconsin sports because he's just that damn good at it, our sports director, Zach Halprin. Zach, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today, my you, brother? Doing great. A uh, little trivia, though, for you to start. I know you guys love trivia. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre have all but one of those wins. Who has the other? Matt Flynn. Nope. Seneca Wallace. Nope. Um, Deshaun Kaiser. Statistically not great. No! What? You know, statistically not Chicago great. I'll yeah, tell you that much. Went down to Chicago and they won that game. Brett Hundley? Uh, Brett Hundley. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't even know mm-hmm. how to process that information. Because yeah, well, all right. I can think of is Mr. Statistically. You know, statistically not great. Not great. I'll tell you that much. And he'll tell you that much, Zach. <laughs> all right, Zach. Statistically not great. Uh, how was the Thanksgiving for you, man? Good. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh I, same as everybody else, low-key compared to what you're probably normally used to. Yeah, I, I, I know I told you this off-air, but I want everyone listening, the millions of fans to know, I said at the, the dinner table, I was thankful for my sports director, Zach Heilprin. Zach? That very nice of you. <laughs> All right, Zach, so let's get into it. Uh, before we talk Wisconsin sports here, um, uh, you know, the Packers over the Bears, I'm trying to decipher what this win is for the Green Bay Packers. It just felt like... An ass whooping, but it's you know it's Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Now that Bears defense usually really good. They just look suspect. Is this what kind of win is this for the Green Bay Packers in your opinion? I mean, it's a huge win. It puts them up three games. I don't know. Kind of essentially ends the race for the NFC North. Uh, they're obviously still battling for the top seed. The Saints one game ahead, but yeah, I mean it's a huge game. Uh, Rodgers wouldn't call it a must game, uh, must win after it last night, but. It kind of felt like that. I mean, if you don't, then you're only up a game, and you still have to go to Chicago later in the year. So, yeah, I mean, it's a it was a big win, and I mean, obviously Chicago's not very good. I, I thought if it would have stayed like 41 to 10, or if they maybe added a few more points, that Matt Nagy may have been out of a job this morning. But <laughs> um, that'll come at the end of the year, yes. Uh, as as will uh, Mr. Trubisky's time in in Chicago. But wait, they're yeah, not signing him that extent. They're not picking up his his option. They already turned that off. Oh, down. no. Uh, but uh, To give him yeah, a lifetime I contract. I yeah. yeah, I don't know yeah. if they're going to be uh, lining up to, in free agency to sign him. But it's, it's just so it's, it's hilarious that he does that a few hours after Patrick Mahomes, who he was drafted ahead of, post for 400 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns or whatever it was. Zach, my favorite part of the game, uh, besides you know, you know all the touchdown passes from Rodgers and the and the W, the win. My favorite part of the game is when they were talking about you know quarterback rating. They say Rodgers no longer holds it, as it went to Deshaun Watson on Thanksgiving, and then Patrick Mahomes took it. And then as they talk about Watson and Mahomes, they flash to Mitchell Trubisky, and uh, one of the announcers says, "We didn't mean to do this on purpose." So uh, it's you know blah 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 blah. It's like you totally did. Otherwise, yeah, you wouldn't. No, have, for sure. They drafted up to take. Mitchell Trubisky, as now Mahomes and Watson are destroying it for the, uh, you know, over the the week that just was for the NFL. Priceless, Oof. priceless, Oof. Zach. All right, Zach. Speaking yeah. of uh, destroying it, you covered the Wisconsin Badger Ball, uh, Badger Ball basketball team immensely of their first two games. Let's go to the sights and sounds though. That first game against Eastern Illinois, at the Kohl Center. What was it like going into the Kohl Center with no fans in the stands? I think I would describe it kind of like Greg Gard did. It was eerie because. That's, I mean, also, I mean, I've been in the Cole Center a bunch when there's been no fans, right? Like they yeah. been to practice a ton, so it wasn't that like that kind of uh, eerie. But when you're playing the game and you get the, that fake crowd noise, and you know Nate Reavers, I, 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 
this is the one that stood out. Like Nate Rivers had that put back dunk, and the defense, you know, the sideline goes crazy. But that would have been something that would have brought down the house, yeah. you know. And um, even though it is a, a non-conference game against teams that aren't uh, on Wisconsin's level, it still would have. But um, yeah, I mean, it's weird, it's eerie, but it's you know, it's kind of what I think we've all become used to here this uh, these last few months. Yeah, let's go um, first half of this game against Eastern Illinois before then we look at Arkansas, Pine Bluff. Uh, Nate Reavers, you know, t- to your, you just brought him up, killing it, obviously, um, just crushing it for Wisconsin against Eastern Illinois. Uh, talk a little bit about, though, the freshman that came in and saw some time against Eastern Illinois. Yeah, they made a very nice first impression, Johnny Davis and Ben Carlson. They both had really, really good games against Eastern Illinois. I think Carlson had 13 points and uh, Davis had eight. But it wasn't just it wasn't just the scoring. They they passed it well. Johnny Davis good at both ends. Like his first play was a block and then a or I should say a you know floater down uh, floater you know, down the baseline and then he came right back down and blocked a shot at the other end. I mean they they sh- this re- recruiting class has been talked about for quite some time. It's it's one of the best that they've ever gotten and those two guys proved why. I mean they they have been very very consistent in the first two games. Even even when Johnny Davis didn't shoot it well against the Arkansas Pine Bluff. He did other things, you know what I mean? Uh, he finished, I think he had a team high eight or nine rebounds. So they are, uh, I think, mature and comfortable way beyond their years, I guess, is, is kind of how great guards grabbed it, and I would as well. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was nice to see that freshman class really impress. I know it was against Eastern Illinois. Badgers up, what, 27 was their highest lead, came back to only win yeah. by 10. What was with that second half, in your opinion? Well, I mean, it, I mean, it was, I think it was like 19 before they put the uh, – some of the, some yeah. of the um, you know, the reserves. The down end of the bench. Back. Yes, thank you. I was <laughs> trying not to use the S word. Um, and not that S word, you know what I'm saying. Oh, no, so uh, you're going to say uh, scrubs, Zach. Yeah. But I, yeah, we exactly. stopped you from doing it. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so, but you're right. No, the, the lack of consistency, I think that has been a, a buzzword, and it usually is in sports, but especially with this team, when you get up that high, you have that many seniors, you know, you're just kind of rolling and you kind of take your foot off the pedal and it leads to a 10 point win instead of, you know, the, the 20 point lead, 20 point win. It probably should have been right. And the same thing, and the same thing happened against Arkansas Pine Bluff. They just, uh, you know, didn't play very well in the second half. They gave up 39 points. They gave up 43, I think, to Eastern Illinois in the second half. And you know, Greg Gard's not going to be happy about giving up that, that type of, those type of points uh, ever, but especially, uh, in the second half, where you where you have a big lead, but he, it, it's what happens sometimes, right? Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, okay, because then you look at Arkansas Pine Bluff. Wisconsin wins ninety two to fifty eight. Wisconsin was leading twenty five to nothing to start the game, and then yeah. obviously, you know, the second half, I guess, was shaky again. I mean, they still dominated them, but when you look at the second half in Arkansas Pine Bluff, was it the same kind of things that happened against Eastern Illinois then? Yeah, I mean, to, to an extent, it was Eastern Illinois. It was a combination of poor shooting. I think they were in the twenty percent, twenty percent, or I think it was like twenty three percent from the field against East Illinois in the second half. Uh, I think they're a little bit better against um, Arkansas Pine Bluff. But yeah, I mean, some poor shot selection, just some bad shooting, uh, some defense. I mean, Arkansas Pine Bluff started making some shots, uh, which obviously they didn't do very well in the first half. I mean, they've been outscored. I think it's one hundred three to thirty seven in the first half of games this year between Wisconsin and Marquette. Just just getting blown, their doors blown off, and then you know maybe kind of settling in, not really playing with any uh, pressure in the second half, and, and making some shots. But yeah, the, the second half of these two games, if you're going to find something to uh, be upset with, it would be um, them taking their foot off the pedal for sure. Should we be upset about? Like, is this something you should be upset about? Though you look at Wisconsin, it's the first two games of the season. You're you're putting in a lot of freshmen, you know, people that haven't had minutes before, and you're up so big. Is this something that you know, could potentially bite them in the ass? Or is this, hey, this is us giving more guys, like in Arkansas Pine Bluff, then, you know, Jordan Davis got in and Carter Gilmore got in. Is this something that we yeah. should be concerned about? Or is this, hey, we're just trying out new pieces here? I don't think it's something you should be concerned about, no. I, I just think it's kind of what we what, – it's, kind of, it's just kind of what happens. Obviously, Greg Gard's going to point to it because he's always trying to get his team better and, and make them better and, uh, you know, make sure that their heads don't get so big. But – yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of it would be kind of nitpicking just to sit here and say, yeah, I mean, they were good in the first half, but they sucked in the second. You know, they outscored, yeah. they outscored them, uh, or I should say, they uh, they didn't outscore them. 
in either game, but I don't think it's a big concern. No, I mean, looking at, uh, so obviously the five starters, you know, you got got a lot of seniors in there, obviously, and looking good with that experience for the Badgers. Uh, who was someone that impressed you stood out of Wisconsin's bench? And how deep is, I mean, Wisconsin's pretty deep in the bench this year, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I think, they're, I think they went eight deep, you know, at least in their initial rotation. I think if you threw uh, Stephen Crowell in there, it would be nine. Um, who off the bench has been, uh, all right, it's even more. Uh, it might be even 10 if they go that way because they got Trevor Anderson, Tyler Wall, Jordan, uh, Johnny Davis, and uh, Ben Carlson coming off the bench. I mean, it, it would have to be the freshmen that, that were impressive. I mean, Carlson both days, both both nights, just he just feels natural out there. Yeah. Um, and, and usually, especially at Wisconsin, you don't necessarily see that from a true freshman right away, but he just uh, he, he, he looks natural. Did he look a little bit like Ethan Half to you? <laughs> not not the way he plays, but just his face, like it's just. I mean, he, he kind of looks that it. way. I, I can see it. I, I can see yeah. it. Are you now, missing? Are you missing Ethan Happ a little bit? No, but I was going to say, thankfully for Wisconsin, he shoots free throws much much better. Than, uh, <laughs> well, Wisconsin in the to... first game against Eastern Illinois, didn't they have like what twenty nine free throws or something like that? Like the yeah, most amount of free throws th- they ever had. Yeah, well, more free throws uh, than last than they year. Had in a game last year, yeah. That's crazy, man. And uh, Wisconsin now with Micah Potter. What is their record now with Potter? Is it like eighteen and five? It is. It is. I believe it's eighteen and five since he was able to to suit up. Uh, Sixteen and five last year, and yeah, eighteen and five now. I mean, it, 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 he's a difference maker, right? I mean, he's good. He, he he's able to spread the defense with that with his outside shot. Um, and he's. I mean, he had a, he had a move that looked like Frank Kaminsky to drive down the center, spin, and in, in the layup. It didn't get to go, but he got called. He got uh, fouled. But yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, he they, good. Got, they got some horses, man. He good. He good. Uh, Zach, uh, up next tomorrow night, they're going to host the the Phoenix of Green Bay, and uh, mm-hmm. what they lost to Minnesota last Wednesday. But I saw this. I love. I love your little. Um, in case you missed it, when it comes mm-hmm. to the articles you read at ManCitySportsZone.com, I love this because I can't believe Virginia. What they lose to San Francisco? Is that who they lost to? Vir- yeah, I think so. Virginia losing to San Francisco on Friday. Wisconsin now has the longest winning streak among Power Five teams in the country. At ten games, yeah. how freaking cool is yeah. that, man? Yeah, very, very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I think uh, among Power Five teams, I guess if you count the Atlantic Ten, uh, which I I guess you could as a major conference team, nah. it would be second because Dayton has I think twenty, but um, they I don't think they've played yet this year. No, so we don't. We're not. And they we're don't, not, have, and they don't have Obi Toppin. We're not including them, dude. No, that's not right, happening. Cool. That's not happening. Right, no, cool. Not on my right, watch. Good. No, 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 no. All right. Appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, what do we think? Wisconsin going to tune up Green Bay tomorrow? I would assume so, but it's going to be the return of Will Ryan. Oh, Will Ryan yeah, Stern, dude, yeah. Coach for, for UW-Green Bay. So, yeah, it should be, and uh, Freddie Owens as well. Uh, what, a, coach on that team. what a little side story. Two side stories right there. Okay, something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. All right, Zach, something else to keep an eye on. Uh, COVID-19 in the Big Ten. Uh, Ohio State cancels against Illinois. Uh, obviously, Minnesota canceled against Wisconsin. And then Northwestern freaking loses to Michigan State. I uh, yeah. Wow. Is there any Oof. way that big-time Oofta? I see, like, Joe Klatz out there clamoring for a Big Ten to change their rules now that Ohio State, you know, had to cancel against Illinois. Do we see anything happening with, you know, Northwestern losing and maybe the Big Ten get their head out of their ass? Could Wisconsin possibly make it to a Big Ten title game if there's more cancellations, or is that just a pipe dream? Can you imagine the uproar from the other 13 schools if they let Ohio State, if they change the rules for Ohio State, if Ohio State ends up having to cancel their game this week? I mean, I'd, I'd be a little pissed. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, maybe the uproar from, from everybody except for Wisconsin, uh, assuming Northwestern were to lose another game. Um, it looking, they, now, they're supposed to play Minnesota this week. Yeah, I don't think they're going to play Minnesota this week. So, I mean, I don't know if you... I don't know if you saw that. They had like 40. I saw that, yeah. Minnesota, like 40 cases. So I don't know if that game's going to happen. So Northwestern, it could come down. I think they their final game is Illinois, is it? Uh, uh, yeah, I had their schedule. I'll go pull it up again. I think it is Illinois, though. It, it, I mean, it could come down to them beating Illinois to get in. Um, yes, Illinois is their last game. Yeah, I would put a lot of money on Northwestern um, winning that game. But okay, so if, if, they were to, if, if they were to lose it, and that's that's two losses, and Wisconsin ends up, you know, four and one. <laughs> Is there a way Wisconsin can get in the Big Ten title game? That's, I mean, again, the rules would have to change, or <sighs> a ton, or a ton, ton of more games would have to be canceled. 
Um, well, I mean, Joe Class kind of saying, Zach, like, why don't we just have the two best teams from the East and the West face each other? Like, why do we got to do this? Well, in that case, case it would be Northwestern, wouldn't it? Because they already beat Wisconsin. Mm, Uh, Okay, how about this, though? Instead of, so championship week, let's, I think. How about just say it? Wisconsin, Ohio State, or don't play it? Yeah, let's just come (laughs) on and say it. Just come on and say it. You mean the championship game? Yeah. Yeah. Who would you guys rather play? Well, I was thinking about Minnesota. If it's not the championship game. I mean, say, I mean that that could end up being the the second game. It could be Wisconsin Ohio State in the non championship game, and it could be whoever ends up playing up games uh, at Northwestern in the Big Ten title game. I, I'm wondering if it's not the title game, who would you rather play? Would you rather play Minnesota? Or would you rather play Ohio State? Ohio State. Rowdy Nelson. I I'd probably want to see Ohio State because oh, yeah. I want to see the, I want to see the measuring stick for Graham Mertz. Same, but I would also love it because I would lose my I would laugh, but I think a lot of people would lose their minds if. That happened. Obviously, Ohio State and Wisconsin didn't meet the criteria for the Big Ten championship game, but then the college football playoff still selects Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I I think it's going to take a lot for Ohio State to cancel. Like, it took a lot for Ohio State to cancel this week. Oh, yeah, they're and pissed. It's take, I, think, I think it's going to take a lot for them to cancel next week to, to knock themselves out unless they're able to find a way to have the Big Ten schedule makers or the Big Ten decision makers change their minds. Um Otherwise, I, I I have to imagine they're going to play this week. They could have played. They could have played last week. They weren't in the red red zone. But yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I kind of rather if if Wisconsin's on the championship game, I'd rather see them play Minnesota. Yeah, you want Minnesota the streak just to keep the streak going. But I can see where you're coming from too. I mean, I would like to see them play against Minnesota too, just to, just to rub it into PJ Fleck one more time. Because uh, you know right. he already had rings made up before the season started about cold Big Ten champs. Just rub it into P.J. Mm-hmm. Fleck. But I want to see what Nelly said. You know, the measuring stick for Graham Mertz uh, against Ohio State. But we'll get a decent game, I'd imagine, against Indiana this Friday. Everything's still on track for that, right? It is. Uh, I mean, obviously the big question there is, does Michael Penix Jr. play? Right. The, the very, very, very good quarterback went out early against um, Maryland and so they had to turn to a, a guy named Jack Tuttle, who Wisconsin was actually very, very close to sign or close to getting. But Tuttle, he's a good play, he's a good player, but he's not Michael Penix Jr. And that could be obviously a, a significant, significant thing. And then where's where are the Badgers and their injuries? Kedrick Pryor will be back. He said as much. He said he would have been back this past week. And if and you know where is Danny Davis and his recovery? If those two guys are back. You have to love you have to love Wisconsin's chances. And I think the bookmakers do. What they have met minus are they ten point favorites already? I actually haven't looked. We haven't looked yet, Heilpern. We're still licking our wounds over. I know, right? We're still licking our wounds over uh, P.J. Fleck canceling because he was scared of the the Badgers. Um, Zach, (laughs) before I let you go, though, brother, when it comes to, well, two questions. Rashad Wild Goose declared for the NFL. He's uh, he's out? Yes. I think he he wouldn't have been able to play anyways. Shoulder? His his injury was, I think, significant enough that he wouldn't have been able to play, so it's not that uh, big. But it's a surprise because... I don't know if anybody uh, – I don't think anybody would have picked him as a person that was going to leave early. Uh, he's a nice he's a nice player. I don't know if he – where he's going to get drafted or if he's going well, to get drafted at all. But um, This year doesn't player, count towards eligibility, right? So he'd be leaving, right. he'd so be he, leaving two years on the table then, yeah? Te- technically, he has two years left. Wow, crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's a nice player, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Could this I, be I, a... I, looked, I, I, try, I looked the rankings everywhere. I can't find him in a single uh, – NFL draft rankings, but again, he's only a third-year junior, so it's possible that they just haven't evaluated him enough. But. Yeah, that's true. What, Rowdy? I was just going to say, could you think this could potentially be a spot where he doesn't sign an agent and then doesn't get drafted? No, I think he's gone. I mean, if, if you're declaring this early, if you like, you're not even wait till the end of the year. Yeah, um, I think you've you've made your mind up and. You're moving on. All right, Zach, uh, last question before I let you go, my brother. When it comes to Wisconsin football, I was kind of just posing the question, like, does the season even matter anymore? And then, you know, Rowdy and RJ were talking about, yeah, a nice bowl game. Could you see Wisconsin going to, like, a decent bowl game? That, what, they throw their Outback or a Capital One Bowl? Could you see that happening? Yeah, if they went out, I think the Capital One Bowl could be a, a destination for them. But I just don't know what, uh, what that bowl experience is going to be like. You know what I mean? Like, like what does it matter? Uh, well, I mean, in, in Florida, in, well, the bowl experience, whether we care about it or not, the players do enjoy it. True, but don't they always the, say, like, oh, the, the reason gear. why we get to the Outback or the Capital One, Wisconsin Badger fans travel so well. Yeah. What the? All oh, right, no. Who's going to be traveling? That, 
no, no, that you're you're totally right on that. Like, there's not going to be like, I'm talking about the bowl experience for the players. The bowl oh, okay. experience for fans, you know, essentially is going to be non-existent unless. Well, I mean, you go to Florida, they don't really care about the virus, so maybe maybe everything's just wide open down there, and you can go and do whatever you want. Yeah, breaking um, news: Nelson and I are moving to Florida. We'll do the show live from there from now on. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes, I on think the they beach. Can end up in a, in a nice bowl game. Shirtless. But does this season does does this season matter to With banana hammers? Matter? It's a loss. It's a loss. Season. Yeah, I mean that's what I was saying. It's like it's a loss. I still want to see Graham Mertz out there ball out, but it's two games left, and and then a bowl game that's just like, okay, what's the point? Well, I think the Big Ten officials and Kevin Warren, just in general, are are the reason we feel this way. Because if they would have stuck with their original schedule, they would have been able to make up at least three games. There's. One hundred percent truth in that statement. They were horrible in their decision making and not pushing the season back to, to late September, canceling it the way they did, and then not starting until essentially a month later in October. It was horrible, and it's just more horrible leadership from Kevin Warren, which I feel is essentially what Kevin Kevin Warren and his uh, minions and and the presidents uh, and chancellors who actually made the decision. But uh, it was yeah, I mean it's horrible leadership, and we've seen a ton of that this year. Because I bet if you asked an SEC or an ACC or a Big 12 fan the same thing, does this feel like a wasted season, they would not give you the same answer as a Big 10 fan. Probably not, but they also have dealt with a, a, a ton of postponements and I think going to be coming up here on, on cancellation soon because there's, no there's really no more time to do stuff. But they, they've been just so much more flexible than the Big 10. It's, it, if, if the Big 10 had the same kind of flexibility... Even within this, I mean, the ACC is moving games around on a, on a weekly basis. I mean, if Wisconsin or if the Big Ten had any kind of uh, flexibility in their situation, you know, I think more games could have been played. I'll say if they had any balls, they could have played some more games. Zach, hmm. on that note, I'll leave you with that one, okay? Just think about the Big Ten some balls swinging, all right, buddy? All right. Thank or, you, guys. Or lack of thereof. Zach, always a pleasure, brother. Take care. Oh, he pipe by me. There's our sports director, Zach Halpern. Did not want to think about Big Ten balls. 